Hello and welcome back to the Trap Game Podcast. I am your host, Mark Kruthop. This is an emergency episode. Um, I really want to get into win totals in the NFL. Uh, preseason has started and we are getting closer and closer to football by the day. But this is a state of emergency in the Bronx. On 161st, in Yankee Stadium, in the heart of every Yankee fan, we are at the point in the season where we should not be playing how we are. Um, And like I said, I am declaring a state of emergency. It is time to hit the panic button. It is time to hit the we are not as good as we thought we were button. Um... It has been since before the All-Star break that the Yankees started this slide. It's been a little bit over a month since they just have not looked like the same team. Totally understand that injuries are going to happen. I totally understand that players are going to go into a slide. Some players are going to go into a slump. It's inevitable. But when you have a team that at one point was almost 40 games i think at one point it was 36 37 games over 500 and now we've lost so many games in the standings luckily the al east has been just as bad so we haven't lost a ton of ground there um and it's time to stop saying well at least we have this lead at least we still have this big lead well guess what guys that big lead isn't going to help us when everyone's record is 0-0. And I hope when I record this, tomorrow they just wake up and they reel off 10 straight wins, 15 straight wins, and we can all look back at this month and a half of just abysmal, frankly embarrassing baseball and we can look back and we can laugh and be like, wow, we were actually worried that this team was not good. Um, But I don't think that's going to happen, unfortunately. I think a lot of the things that we said at the beginning of the season as Yankees fans is kind of coming to fruition now. The lack of urgency with Brian Cashman and Steinbrenner, um, the lack of wanting to go after big names, the lack of trading for big name players, It is all coming together and you're starting to see it and to be honest I have I don't even enjoy watching baseball right now one of the biggest reasons I moved to New York was to go watch the Yankees and I don't even I don't have the slightest urge to go support the team and how they are playing right now does that make me a bad fan Maybe, but at the same time, what we're watching from them right now is just so embarrassing. And what I kind of want to do is I want to go piece by piece, player by player, and I really want to break down performance, what we what has gone right, what has gone wrong. Um, and right now it is going to be a lot of doom and gloom because let's, I mean, how could it not be? I mean we're worse we're worse than the royals right now i i I mean you're not gonna you're gonna be hard pressed to find a team that has been playing as bad as the yankees have in the last month so 
let's let's first off start with the injuries. You know, we'll, we'll try and throw a little caution, not caution, but we'll try and make some excuses as to why they're not playing as well as they are, right? So your biggest loss to me in this point of the season, and I think a lot of people would agree, is definitely Michael King. Um, the dude was eating a ton of innings. He was pitching effectively. You didn't have to throw Albert Abreu in there every fucking day. You didn't have to rely on Araldus Chapman. You wouldn't have had to go and get Scott Efros, and you probably wouldn't have had to go get Trevino. And the funny thing is, Trevino has been the best pickup for the Yankees at the deadline. He didn't have a great day the other, or he didn't have a good night the other night. But to be fair, he's coming in with guys in scoring position on a regular basis, and he just hasn't been the same pitcher. I mean, the guy came over with an over six ERA, so I don't know what we're expecting there. Then we're putting Albert Abreu in these situations, in these high leverage situations. Do we not remember that this guy was on the roster at the beginning of the season? right before the season started and we traded him for jose trevino and then they traded him to the royals because it wasn't working out there and then the royals traded him or the royals just straight up got rid of his ass because he wasn't cutting it in kansas city so the yankees who were 37 36 games over 500 thought hey let's bring this guy back that we got rid of that another team got rid of and then a team released him a terrible team and you know who we're gonna save him for because or you know who we're gonna send down because we he doesn't have any more options we're gonna send down ron marinaccio who has had tw- before he got sent down had given up one run in the last 22 innings of work clark schmidt who's was pitching extremely well in the majors when he was with us and is still tearing it up in triple a and Frankie Montas, where he's a good pitcher, totally understand it. Um, they needed another arm in the bullpen or uh, in the starting rotation. But the Yankees go ahead and show us, and I said it since the beginning of the year. I said it at the beginning of the year. And let's not get it twisted. I was, I did not, I'm not giving Brian Cra- uh, Cashman credit for anything that's happened this year because players were playing out of their minds. There's no way that everyone went into this season like, oh yeah, Cashman, man, he really put a good roster together. No, the fuck he didn't. We were so good because guys were playing out of their freaking minds. Matt Carpenter, who thought Matt Carpenter was going to come over and be who he's been? Not, I mean, I'm sure Cashman hopes so, but there's no way he thought Carpenter was going to be half of what he's been for this team. Oh, and by the way, he's on the injured list right now with a fractured foot. There's no way that when he's traded for Trevino that he thought he was going to be an all-star caliber catcher this year. Absolutely no chance. There's no way that he thought that Clay Holmes who has been terrible recently, at least through the first half of the season, was going to have a .45, ERA, whatever crazy number that that guy had as an ERA. He was just getting so lucky and bailed out by the amazing play of these guys that were not expected to be this good. 
And of course, you have Aaron Judge, who's going to be the MVP this year. And he's probably going to walk because they're too fucking cheap to just sign sign guys that deserve the money anymore. So we have these two kids wasting away in AAA when the Yankees can't buy a win right now. When the Yankees need these guys in big leverage situations, but we're running Albert Abreu out there regularly. So... You want to give Cashman credit, you are dead wrong to give him credit. Even if they turn it around, even if they do win a World Series this year, it is because of the players played out of their minds. This is not a World Series championship caliber team. It's not. They played like one at the beginning of the season, but everything that we thought that this team was, it is showing through right now. And this is more the team that I think a lot of us were expecting at the beginning of the year. And guess what, guys? They're here. And it does not look good. Yeah, we might make the playoffs, but it might be ugly. And we might be out pretty quick. And you know what could have saved us there? You know what could have made things a little bit easier to swallow? A good trade deadline. I liked Andrew Benintendi. I liked picking him up. But again, he was the cheap option. He was the cheapest option out there at the least amount that Brian Cashman could give up. Sure, I get that Soto costs some crazy amount. I understand that it was going to be hard to pull off Brian Reynolds. But when you have a team that you had this year, you fucking go all out. And this just shows to me that they do not care. They care about keeping a decent enough team on the field to where we're always going to be a little bit invested, but they're never going to shoot for the stars and make a championship team every single year. It's just not what this front office is anymore. We've been saying it forever, and it's showing right now through this skid. They could have done so much more than they tried to do. They could have gotten Luis Castillo, but he but we're prospect hugging. We were in on Soto. We were we could, I don't even know if they made an, an offer for Brian Reynolds. No. Then to top it all off, after a subpar trade deadline, you trade Jordan Montgomery, who has been one of the consistent. Is he a Cy Young winner? Absolutely not. But is he a guy that's going to go out there every five days and give you a tough, hard game? Is he going to pitch his ass off? Yeah, he's going to have some bad games. But more often than not, he's going to keep you in there. And if it doesn't show you how out of touch Brian Cashman is at this point in his career, everyone is saying, everyone is making the excuse that he had the deal in place for Pablo Lopez from the Marlins. Is the only reason he went and traded Jordan Montgomery for Harrison Bader. And hopefully when Harrison Bader is healthy, you know, we'd never have to see Aaron Hicks again. He's going to stay healthy. He's going to be a good center. He, uh, from everything we've seen and heard, he's the best defensive center fielder in the league. And my God, at this point, anything is going to be better than Aaron Hicks. But again, I'll get to that in a minute. It just shows how Brian Cashman has been around for how long. And even if it is the case that he had a deal for Pablo Lopez and then it just got pulled last second, you fucking wait. 
you're in the position where you don't need to trade Montgomery. You're in the position where if anyone was supposed to be traded, you get rid of fucking Domingo Herman. Why do you feel like Jordan Montgomery is the guy you need to get out of that rotation? If Even if you did land Pablo Lopez. So not only was he trading the wrong guy in the first place, you make the rookie mistake of making a deal before you have one in place with the other team. How are people still defending Brian Cashman? It just showed the incompetence and how out of touch he is. So I just I I don't understand the trade deadline. I really don't. Everyone was trying to say that the Yankees had this amazing deadline. We had an amazing deadline because they whiffed on Castillo and they whiffed on Soto and they whiffed on Brian Reynolds. And let's not get it twisted. Again, I like Benintendi, but since he's come over, my God, has he been terrible. He's been so bad lately. You know, and you see it. Like, he, he put some good swings on the ball. He had a, actually a decent night. He hit some really hard balls tonight. I mean, even though, you know, we lost again. Only have scored one run in the last three games. Um, but, you know, I'm really glad Andrew Benintendi was the only thing that was going to fix this offense. It's just rough. It is just rough watching these guys. And when... The hitting was working when we were scoring six, seven, eight runs a game. The bullpen was giving eight, nine, ten. Now that the pitching's okay, the pitching's been pretty decent. You know, outside of Nestor giving up a three-run shot in the first inning, that was it. And guess what? They give up one, two, three runs. We score. We get shut out. Score one or two. So things are just not gelling right now. Brian Cashman didn't make this team better. Uh, You can say what you want, but he didn't make this team any better at the deadline. Outside of getting rid of Joey Gallo, who's actually been good. Imagine that. He's actually been hitting home runs again in fucking LA. It's bad right now. And yeah, they're they're they'll start winning again. It, this isn't gonna be this isn't gonna be how they end the season. There's just absolutely no shot at that. But just remember, when they do start winning again, when they start playing a little bit better, that this is the team that is waiting to just pop up at any time. This horrible swing at everything, rely on only home runs kind of thing we got going on. So then we lose Matt Carpenter. We call up Miguel Andujar, who everybody has been clamoring for all year. Get rid of Hicks. Call up Andujar. He's he's wasting away in AAA, which I agreed with. You know, I still don't think he's as bad as Aaron Hicks, at least at the plate. But he's only hitting 239 with no home runs, five RBIs, and 67 at bats. That's not going to do it. That's just not going to do it. You can call up as many people as you want, but if that's the production from the guys that we're calling up to replace the guys that are being terrible on our team right now, it ain't getting much better. 
And let's get into Josh goddamn Donaldson. Another reason why Brian Cashman should not be let off the hook at all. He should not be given any credit at all for this team. You trade for Josh Donaldson, who carried, I think he has a $26 million contract, but the Yankees are paying $21 million. The Yankees are playing $21 million to a guy that's hitting 223 with 11 home runs, 43 RBIs, and 346 at-bats. Okay? Let's remember that. I don't know if you guys remember a guy named Gio Urshela, who was on our team last year. Let me read you his line. 267 with 11 home runs, 48 RBIs, and 333 at-bats. Oh, and by the way, he's making $6.5 million. So we traded with how much these guys want to talk about cost-controlled players, how much that they, well, we need to spend smart money. Well, we have the highest payroll we've had in our franchise history. Well, yeah, guess the fuck what? If you're not spending the money correctly, it doesn't matter how much money you're spending. And you want to sit here and act like, as fans, we don't know what's going on? Well, guess what, bud? You're paying a guy $15 million more to hit for a lower average, hit as many home runs, less RBIs, and less amount of at-bats. What was the point? Oh, yeah, well, they got IKF in that trade, too. We got rid of Gary Sanchez. You're telling me that Gio Urshela is the only guy we could have sent over in that trade? And don't even, like, don't get me, I, I don't hate IKF as much as everyone else does. I think he was put into a really, really bad position coming over here. And we knew what he was. We knew he was a guy that hits singles. He doesn't hit for power. He's hitting 269 with a home run in 30, 357 at-bats. The defense isn't great. We were told that he's this amazing gold glover. It never looks comfortable. He just does not look comfortable out there. He's hit one home run. We, but we knew that. So we can't get mad at IKF for being the player that he's been his entire career. You get mad at Brian Cashman for thinking in an offseason where you had probably one of the greatest shortstop free agency classes in, the, in recent baseball history, you cheap the fuck out and you go for IKF. It's not his fault. It's Brian Cashman's fault that this was his solution when all it would have taken was a little bit more money to shore up the shortstop position and get much better production. IKF didn't ask for this trade. And if you're one of those fans that take it so far, like, I get it. I'm passionate. I lose my mind when these guys play like shit, like play like crap. But you know what I'm not going to do? You don't go after them personally. And whoever, whatever idiot sent his dad that picture, DM'd him that picture saying that IKF was shot in the Bronx, if you're that kind of fan, you do not deserve to watch sports, to support a team, you are the worst kind of human being. This is a game still. 
And you can be passionate, you can care, but these are still human beings with families. You don't go after someone like that, especially when it's not his fault that he's put in this position. Sorry, I got a little off on a tangent there. I just saw that on Twitter the other day and it made me so mad. But just going back to it, again, we're getting mad at Hicks. We're getting mad at we hated Gallo. And another thing, we knew what kind of hitter Gallo was. He was a strikeout, home run, walk kind of guy. And he did not, he really didn't do the last two, but he did an awful lot of striking out. But we knew that's who he was coming over. And last year, when that was what we had in the lineup already, guys that could hit a home run but strike out 50,000 times and not do anything productive with runners in scoring position besides hit an occasional home run, why does Cashman in that moment in time think that that's what we needed in the lineup? We needed another guy that struck out and hit a home run every four games. And it shows. We got eliminated early. He, he was terrible this year. And it sucks because I really wanted Joey Gallo to be good. Him being a Vegas guy, me being a Vegas guy, he was god-awful. And again, it wasn't his fault. He didn't ask for the trade. He was put in a bad position because he was added to a lineup with guys that did exactly what he did. And he just does it at a rate higher than anyone else. So what do we do? We kept Aaron Hicks in the lineup because we gave him a massive deal. Seven years, $11 million per season. God forbid we upgrade over Aaron Hicks. Hitting 218 with six home runs, 32 RBIs, and 308 at bats. He cannot be our starting center fielder anymore. He just can't. You cannot win with a guy that you rely so heavily in that position on. He has grounded into more double plays than anyone with bases loaded in the entire major leagues. He doesn't even play a good center field. When he's in the outfield, he dogs it to balls. He's lackadaisical. He lets runners advance on balls hit to him that they should not be able to get to an extra base. A perfect example, I was at the Blue Jays game a couple months ago. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is on first base. By no means is Vladimir Guerrero a burner. He's not Albert Pujols slow, but he's definitely not the fastest guy. And a ball hit to left field. Aaron Hicks is jogging over, and guess what? Guerrero gets first to third. Luckily, Aaron, or Aaron Judge saved that game for them. But it's just he's been doing stuff like this all year. And God, I hope that Harrison Bader is what we hope he is and we never have to see Aaron Hicks in the field again and Matt Carpenter is healthy and we just get a nice steady dose of Stanton, Judge, Bader, and Carpenter. And and Aaron Hicks is relegated to the left bench and we don't have to see him anymore. I'm sure he's a nice guy. I'm sure he's a good clubhouse dude. But you don't win because you're nice. And it just, 
it just shows, man. He was like, oh, yeah, I'll just give you $11 million a year for seven years. And Cashman and Steinbrenner were licking their lips at that. Oh, great, we don't have to pay a premium position for the next seven years because we just locked this guy up. Even when he's been unproductive and hurt. They just cannot eat that money. They refuse to eat that money to make this team better. Then you get Trevino. You have Kyle Higashioka at the catching position. Thank God Trevino has been good. No, no other way to put it. He's been good. For a position that the Yankees have not had a production out of for a long time, yeah, sure, he doesn't hit the tape measure home runs like Gary did. But you know what? He's hitting 261 with the 10 home runs, 36 RBIs. That is more than enough. That is perfectly good production from the catching position. And guess what? He plays a really good catcher. He's awesome behind the plate. The pitchers respond to him well. Higgy's got to go. Trevino, awesome. Keep him. Higgy has to go. How many years can we keep this guy up when he's hitting under 200? Yeah, he goes on hot streaks where he hits like two, three home runs in a week, but then he goes missing. You put his picture on the side of a milk carton because he's lost. You don't see the kid for months at a time. And he's not even that good of a catcher. Let's be real. He's okay. He's not this wizard behind the plate like everyone makes likes to make him out to be. The splits between him and Trevino catching Garrett Cole should tell you enough. With Trevino, Cole has like a 2.5 ERA. With Higgy behind the plate, he's over 4. Like... What are we doing? I just, I don't, I don't understand the makeup of this team. Even like guys like Anthony Rizzo, who we all like. It's, it's almost impossible to not like Anthony Rizzo, but even he's only hitting 218. All of his home run damage came in the first half of the year. When is the last time he's hit like a huge home run? He's got 27, but I think before the All-Star break, he had like 21, 22. Maybe even more. So we're not getting production from him like we should be. Glaber has fallen off of a cliff since the beginning of the year, but he's hitting leadoff right now. Don't understand that. 247, 16 home runs, 47 RBIs. If you'd have told me after the last couple years that's where he was going to be sitting at, I'd be like, okay, that's actually really good. But just the way he he's fallen off of a cliff is just not where you need to be. He plays a really good second base. I will give him that. If he ever plays shortstop again, Aaron Boone and Brian Cashman should be run out of the Bronx. I'm just going to throw that out there. And you got a guy, I mean, DJ's having a decent year, 279, 12 home runs. Um, he's not what he was the first couple years he was here. It was going to be really hard on the back end of the, his career 
for him to keep up the proje- production he was giving us. I mean, the first two years he was in New York, he was our MVP. Like, let's be real about that. But he's just been nowhere close to that. Um, he's in a slump right now. Um, let me see here. And Marwin Gonzalez, what are we doing? Why do we have a guy? Why do we have Marwin Gonzalez still on this team? He's hitting 210 with three home runs and 11 RBIs. Really? A championship, a supposed championship caliber team, and that's what we have coming off the bench? Call up your young guys that you wouldn't trade at the deadline. Please get some life in this team. Bring up Cabrera. Bring up the Cabreras. Bring back up Marinaccio and Schmidt. I guarantee you that will serve us so much better than the slop and bullshit we've been running out there the last month. It's just so upsetting to watch this team right now. It's hard to turn the TV on. It's hard to watch them before they they scored the, their first run in 22 innings. They got shut down by Michael Waka two days ago, and the guy hadn't pitched in over a month. This is not a small sample size anymore. You have If you are a Yankee fan, it is time to panic. This team is not as good as we thought they were. I also don't think they're as bad as they are right now. But that happy middle is still not good enough to win a World Series against teams like the Astros, against teams like the Dodgers, against teams even even <coughs> even the Padres. The Padres are a unit of a team, even without Tatis. So I would love to see the Yankees become the Yankees again, but I think unfortunately the days of the big spending, go get whoever, trade trade for the big guys, make your team better than everyone else at any cost. That Those days are dead and gone. If we world, win a World Series in the next couple years, it's going to be because we backed into one and because Brian Cashman got way more production out of guys that he's bringing in than he thought he would get. It's the harsh reality of where Yankee universe is, where this Yankee team is. Again, I hope the next time I record, they're on a six, seven game winning streak. This podcast is completely irrelevant because they're back on as the World Series favorites. But I can't see it, and I'm sure neither, none of you guys can either. But this is going to be a shorter show. Thank you guys for tuning in as always. Um, some kind of cool news. Well, not kind of. It's awesome, awesome news. Um, as you guys know, I'm taking a step back in my professional career, uh, my full-time job, to really focus on this. And I did get picked up um, by Belly Up Sports. So um, going into that, um, I'm going to start playing their ad reads and, and really start... Um, being able to put a lot more time into this podcast. So um, thank you guys. And thank you for belly up. First of all, for believing in me and giving me the opportunity to really spread my podcast. Um, 
you guys uh, don't know what that means to me and thank you guys who listen to this could I'll tell you guys every single show um, that I would never expect someone to sit down and listen um, give me 30 45 minutes of their time to hear me talk about sports it means the world to me so thank you guys so much for listening um, next week we'll get back into the regular shows um, we are going to go over win totals uh, for both AF, AFC and NFC teams. Um, so thank you again for listening, and you guys have a great rest of your night. Bye.